Welcome to Pull the Pin Already Boot Camp. I'm your host, Jim. With me, as usual, is Mike. And our very special guest today is Sam Big Mo. Hi, Hello. Big Mo. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, uh, Big Mo. Hey, uh, why don't you tell our two viewers um, a little bit about yourself? Did we get another one? <laughs> yeah, we got another one subscriber you know we got we up to two now yeah <laughs> well my name is sam i call myself mo i grew up in north new jersey uh had a great childhood great life growing up no real issues i can't say i'm a victim of anything uh knew i wasn't a school person after uh high school i went in the military and uh Really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed being there. Uh, I was stationed in Kansas. I was stationed in Germany. Uh, I had a great time. And I did the four years uh, active. And I finished uh, reserve time uh, till 95 when I completed everything. Okay. Uh, I've been working at the post office since. So that's the long and short with me. Just trying to retire now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I definitely got to visit this, Mike. You said, you said, Mo, you was in Kansas and Germany? Yes. So Kansas was your first one? When, when, when were you there? Where were you? I was, Kansas was my station. I went to Germany for Reforger. Ah, okay. And I wound up staying a little longer than I was supposed to. Um, but I was stationed at uh, Fort Raleigh um, for my entire uh tour oh it's it yeah it's interesting oh, my okay. first my first tour uh tour was uh fort riley as well in 91 okay. you was on the hill i was in usaka usaka oh yeah that's the prison yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was uh first aviation i was uh on the bottom there with all the uh helicopters and pilots and everybody uh the cool guys yeah yeah, I've been to Yusaka. Had uh, one of the cooks I knew worked out there. Yeah, that was an interesting place. I have to tell yeah, you, I stayed away from it. <laughs> so I can tell you some we're, stories, but I'm not going to right now. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's going to drift over to your time in Hawaii, right? I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could talk about oh. Germany first because I was in yeah. Berlin right after that. Oh yeah, we. Oh, all three of us were in Germany. That's good. So where were you at in uh, Germany, Sam? Germany was nice. I started in Ansbach. Uh, I was in Graf, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I forget the other place. We did Frankfurt, of course. Yeah, um, and I, a couple other places. Say it again. Hollensfeld. Uh, that don't sound familiar. That was another big training site. Hollensfeld, Germany. Okay. What about Vilsack? Vilsack. Vilsack. Yeah. Man, like that. You, you going back 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Just, and it's not something up. I say every day, so I don't yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, all, all of the above. That's where I was at. That's if it's any was. consolation, <laughs> Mo, I've got a piece of the Berlin Wall, so. Oh, my God. I, I, I did get to see it. I get this, I saw the soldiers, and it, it was something to see. Mm. Uh, something to see, um, you know, the wall, the barriers, and. Uh, the soldiers marching across, and it, 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 it was one of the things that changed my view on life, because mm. I had never had a restricted type of living. 
And that was one of the things that opened my eyes into uh, being more appreciative of the freedoms you have, um, whether you agree with how they come or not. So that was uh, one of the key points in my life. Wow. Profound. Yeah, my perspective was a little different because uh, the wall was already down. <laughs> all the people coming out were all coming to see me. So yeah. that was kind of freedom in itself, you know? More yeah. stories we're not going to get into. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you said right now you only did, uh, not, not only, excuse me, you did uh, four years and what did you do, four years uh, reserve? I went uh, 87 to 91 active and then until 95 uh, reserve here in Jersey. And what did you do in the military? I was a cook. Oh, you're a cook. 94B. Whoa, isn't that what we normally get put as when they demote us? Yeah, well, every time we got in trouble. (laughs) They reclass us to cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. reclass to cook. But but we love you. We love you. And now you can't do anything to my food, so I can say whatever I want. (laughs) Cooks was everybody's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. I I have to tell you, too, even in Germany, when we were going out in the field for 30 days, oh, we had those connections. They'd give us the tea rats or boom. Yep. Oh, yeah. be nice. Be nice, man. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then when you get back to the rear, you treat them like stepchildren. You know? <laughs> no, never, never. Well, you got you got to remember, too, like I said, I don't want to get too many stories. But in Berlin, Germany, we had a mess hall that was um, uh, top of the line. I mean, they were serving lobsters and steaks on Thursdays or something. And wow. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. it yeah, was wow. out of this. Whew. Yeah, I, I was in uh, aviation. So unlike the tankers and all of the um, mm-hmm. infantry dudes, we were a smaller unit. We were composed mostly of officers. So oh, yeah, we, we had the best of the best coming yeah. to our kitchen yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about Jersey. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Like you said, that's 30 years ago and I'm still getting jealous, man. <laughs> so right now you work in a post office, you said since 95, 96. Actually, I went in 90, yeah, 95. No, yeah, yeah, 95, because I did two years with uh, Marriott cooking. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And I decided that cooking wasn't for me anymore. Mm. And um, I went to the post office. Okay, cool. You're about ready to retire then soon. Actually, three years, I can walk away. Oh, okay. Oh, is it one of those I things? I have where, the age. I got the yeah, time now. Yeah. I have the age. Yeah. Okay. You think that's when you're going to hang up your hat? I'm trying to stay to 60. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. That's good. So let me ask you a question, man. What do you think about the state of America today? My personal yeah. opinion is I think we've become a dumbed down society. What you talking uh, about, Willis? <laughs> yeah. I, you need an example you, you need an example i can give you one no, no accountability and everybody wants to do what they want to do regardless of if it's conducive to them or anyone else you know it's whatever they want mm. so it's like growing up for me everyone had their place everyone had their time 
and you kind of accepted your role and did your part. But now it's, it's every man for himself and nobody cares about the next man or the man coming up after them. Mm. Mm. You, you feel like you feel like that maybe th- this is only my opinion, but I feel like significance is missing in these kids now. Like, like I get it before, like I grew up in the 80s, you know, we had long hair because we didn't want to be like our parents, but our parents had long hair and smoke weed. So we weren't any different. But these kids today seem like they're reaching levels of uh, insecurity uh, that I've never seen in my life with the things they're doing to their bodies. And they're, you know, just it's crazy to me. Like, did they just become insignificant? I, I, I agree with that. And uh I agree with what you said. The way I see it is there's no base to kids today. And by that, I mean, when I grew up, you had a base uh, established in the home. Mm. And that base comprised of different things, what your chores were, when you would watch TV, how much TV you would watch. Mm. Uh, going to school. There was a structure in your life. And today that seems to be gone. I was pretty much give the kid what they want, let them do what they do, want to do, you know, so you don't. And quite frankly, the, the, the parents is just as old as the kids now. So mm. they don't have much structure in their life. So all of that seems to be lost. And why we move to this way society is me, 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 and the, the latest invention and, you know, You'd rather be in the house on TikTok than outside making money shoveling snow. Yeah, yeah. Yep, got two of those. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing there's no snow here. So when you when you talk about a base like a foundation, do you think uh, most of the kids today should like uh, go in the military? <sighs> I think it depends on the the, the child, the um, hmm. individual, because the no, military I mean, has changed a lot as well. Ah, I was gonna. That's what I was going to with my next question was, you okay. know, what do you think about the military today versus back when you were in or we were in? Uh, the, not the same as I see society. There's still more structure and um, a, a plan that you're going to stick to. But I, I do feel that it's gotten softer to mm. accommodate the individuals that's entering into the military today. Mm. So when I uh, did basic training, I was in Fort Jackson and I was on Tank Hill. We were in the World War II Army barracks and we got treated like it was World War II. And I just found out that they shut down Tank Hill and moved everybody into dorms. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody has it easy. It's, it's like they're in college or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a college mentality, it seems like, yeah. Yeah. So right. so is, is it correct that you're saying that instead of bringing the soldiers to standard, we brought the standard to the soldiers? I would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. There, there's no more dress right dress. It's... If you want to wear a dress, that's your business. <laughs> just don't tell us. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I think it would be obvious, Mike. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> no, well, it's a kilt. Is... I swear it's a kilt. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be a hell of a class A uniform inspection. That's right. <laughs> Seems like your pants have unsewn and resewn in a different form. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, they seem to open front and back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So. If you were in charge, and this gets to the uh, king for the day, what would you change in America's military? And then we'll transition to America itself. For me, the military is the last stance. Hmm. And by that, I mean after everything else has been tried, the military is the last resort. So I would want to get back to the honor of being in the military, of why your uniform has to be in a certain way, look a certain way, shoes in a certain way, the way you walk and address people, back to accountability for yourself and the next man. Um, I would want to reinstate that pride of serving in the military for this country that you're defending. Mm. Wow, Steve. So what about just in general in America? My personal pet peeve with America would be corporate America. Mm. I would want to uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Mike, you should remember, but back in the 80s, the courts uh, broke up what New Jersey Bell had a monopoly on New yeah. Jersey, yeah. where only they were uh, the phone company in this state. And it seemed that corporations have taken over the country. Mm. Um, they've become so large that the money they put out dictates what happens in this country. And even what we just saw with uh, Bezos and uh, the Divergent um, Branson? Yes. Going into outer space. Just because they have so much money that they can pay the government what they need for them to get what they want. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of want to shake up corporate America and put the power back into the people and not into corporate America's hands. Mm. I mm. believe that's why kids growing up don't have much structure because they see too many things on TV. There's too much cable. Um, everything is just ready to be made uh, for them, which costs your parents, which makes corporate America that much richer. And anytime 2% of the population has more money than 98%. There's a problem. I agree. I yeah, agree. I, I just want to clarify one thing. You said the corporation, you're talking about New Jersey Bell in New Jersey? Wasn't that the mafia? <laughs> <laughs> you I can mean, say that, yeah. You, you, isn't that half of Congress now anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Mo, point. Are, you, you, that, you are still in Jersey, yeah? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, and and I remember the mafia in court in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But now, now you just can't see them because that, they're running exactly. different operations, wearing suits. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and good old corruption yes. is everywhere. Yeah. So you got anything else, Jim? Oh no, I was just I was curious there, you know, because uh, the big corporation thing. What point? You know, when you talk about breaking up the corporation, breaking up the money, like Bezos, to me, I don't see him as a, a threat, per se, like the rest of them. Well, I guess they all are. But at what point do the corporations become, hey, these guys are are doing things above and beyond what the government limits them to versus they're doing the government bidding? There has to be some distinction there because, you know, not everybody walks into to big corporation thinking, Oh, I'm going to control everything in there. You know, there usually starts out to be some sort of, hey, I want to make a difference. Or I want to make money or want to, you know, and then some point it causes what you're All right, talking well, about. Let's talk about Bezos since you brought him up. My problem with Bezos is not that uh, he's wealthy or he has made a tremendous amount of money. I believe he had become the richest man in America. I don't know if he still is. My problem with Bezos is he makes nothing. He sells other people's products and he monopolizes on buy and sell, which kind of is frowned upon when you start looking at uh, the trade system on Wall Street and everything else. You have inside information and you're using it to your benefit. So he takes other products and sells them at a cheaper rate, uh, moves in with these companies and moves out smaller mom and pop shops. Uh, then all of his employees can't be unionized. Um, most of them start off just as part-time workers and have to go through a lot to become full-time. They can be fired for anything or at any given time. They have no job security and here's a man that can his his 10 generations after him are going to be fine but he doesn't want to give back to the very people that have made him what he is uh when he moves in to a, a location he generally shuts down any other operating system around because he can sell a product at a third of the cost and never even feel it because he didn't pay much to begin with because he buys so much in bulk. So as corporations like that, that I would kind of want to say, okay, because you're moving out mom and pop stores and you, you know, hurting communities and people still have to go to the government for medical coverage or other things, you know, welfare, you know, food assistance, food stamps. You got to do a little better by these people. That that's yeah. the issue I have with them. And, and I don't I don't disagree with you just for the sake of of conversation. I am not a Bezos fan per se. Right. But I just found it intriguing because when we we go after people like Bezos who you said he delivered nothing really, but he came up with an idea which the next guy would have done it if he hadn't. Mm-hmm. But it concerns me because the, that that kind of angst, you know, the, you got a lot of people who have big business, big corporate. Now they're kind of one the same anyway. 
But when you think about it, we've got people in government, I'm not going to say names like Pelosi or anything, that have become millionaires with actually doing absolutely less than Bezos done. You know, and then, in fact, they're the ones that shut down mom and pop shops and made Bezos more money. So it's it's not that your your frustration and, and anger is is misrepresented, mm-hmm. but uh, it just it makes me wonder why that wouldn't be the first concern. How these uh, politicians can be taking our money, getting rich, and helping these corporations, but yet that you know isn't the top priority. And I'm not saying I agree, it isn't. I agree with you. Um, but we were talking about corporations. Now, if we want to talk about government. I think a whole lot needs to change with government and starting with term limits. There's no reason anybody should be there. Perfect example, Joe Biden. Okay. I'm not a Biden fan. Um, and Mike, you're not upset, who, Mike, are you? Huh? You're not upset, Mike, are you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just listening to the comments. I'm like, man, I don't even have to say anything. Go ahead, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone with his ideals, they're so historic that we're stuck in a, a, a time loop and things have changed drastically. So you have someone who's been in Congress for the last 40, 50 years. What kind of ideas do you really think they have? They're kind of set in their ways. They're not really changing with the times. So. I, I believe one of the first things we need to do is have term limits on uh, how long you can serve in Congress. Then they need to, as you pointed out, also be relieve themselves of any financial uh, attachment to corporations and companies that's going to make them more money than in four years than they would have seen in 30 years on a regular job. I do think there needs to be some distinction there. If you're going to go to Congress, you need to be there for the country's business, for the citizen's business, and not your personal financial gain. So I do agree with you about shaking up Congress. You know the problem with all this, Mo? Yep. Who would be the ones to make that rule? The people. Congress. (laughs) Yeah, well. The very people who who would be restricted. I'll give you a great story. Things that I've learned just working in the post office. So when uh, Congress decides that they're going to uh, furlough people, every government entity is shaking in their boots but the post office. When they decide that they're going to shut down for snow or they may close for a storm coming through, every entity is... Under, you know, sure, what's going to happen except the post office? We're what's con- we're called quasi-government, quasi-government. Some say uh, we are not ordained by any rules that all your other government entities are. No one, even the postmaster general, can change anything about the post office. It has to be voted through Congress. So when anthrax came through, and <laughs> DC shut down and FDA shut down and all these, they gave us some gloves and masks and said, you know, see you in the morning. And that's pretty much how it is. So I know about how government is and what Congress is going to do. They're not going to do. So that's why I say that has to be something that the people 
you know, would have to fight to have put on a bill to be voted in or something like that. Because if you leave it up to Congress, we'll be like this another 50 years. Yeah. How do we erase the people? That's what I said. Like even today you talked about Biden. I think there's so many examples in our face of hypocrisy and, and things that just like, uh, I don't know how you can ignore them, but how do you enrage the people enough to say, yeah. this is it? Like, it's, it's obviously not working. Like, and you could tell, I think, by the uh, California governor recall over there. You know what I mean? If those people aren't angry, they deserve everything they get. It's just, I don't get it. I don't know. How do you get to the people? To the- yeah, I see both sides of it. And I think people today, as I said, we're in a dumbed-down society. So instead of thinking for yourself and actually reading and comprehending what you're reading, you rely on somebody to tell you what it is, and then you accept that. Mm. So with Donald Trump, I don't have a problem with Donald Trump whatsoever. I have a problem with President Trump. Donald does what Donald does, and he's always done that. But as president, he did a lot of things that were Donald-ish and not President Trump, and that's what caused him so many problems. And he wouldn't stop if he had just shut his mouth and act like nothing ever happened. He wouldn't have won re-election, but he couldn't stop talking, which is the Donald side of him. So you mean his mannerisms, not his policies and things like that? His policies are no different than anybody else's. Every president has his ups and his downs. I'll never judge a man just based on his policies. But with Donald, like I said, his personality and the way he is got in the way. I didn't agree with a lot of things Obama did, but he stayed presidential about him. Bush, as I think he probably was the dumbest president we had. Hey, hey, hey. He stayed presidential. Wait, which Bush? Which Bush? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He stayed presidential. (laughs) And Donald, he, he thought it was okay for the president of the United States to just talk like he was out on the block. And mm. this is why other countries snarled at us, looked down on us, and, and felt like, hey, they're collapsing over there. We can be the number one world power. But then you had 70 million people follow that. So that was more scary for me than Trump. I don't care about Trump, but 70 million people follow This guy right here. Hey, listen. I, I'm me? just I, I'm going to tell you from a different perspective, though, because okay. I do agree with you that Donald mm-hmm. Trump uh, was the, the Donald Trump on the block. Like, I do agree with you. His mm-hmm. mouth needed to be you know, shut a lot of times. My problem is, is it's the first time I've ever heard what someone was actually thinking. Mm-hmm. And that is a relief to me in government mm-hmm. because we all can sit here and ask mm-hmm. everybody, do you trust your politicians? And they all say no. Mm-hmm. So with Donald Trump opening his mouth, sounding like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on the block, mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't sound presidential. Yeah, it might have looked stupid. It might have put him mm-hmm. in a bad position. But mm-hmm. it was a relief to me that, mm-hmm. wow, I got somebody in here who actually is speaking his mind. Mm-hmm. And I like the, the honesty. Everyone, they, they all talk about, mm-hmm. oh, transparency, transparency. I don't think got any more transparent than Donald Trump. Right. And that's why I gave you the distinction between yeah. Donald and President Trump. Right. And I, like I said, I understand why 70 million people did that. I get it. The problem is, it's like, um, 
it's like uh how can i say it's like someone who decides that that's it i'm not smoking anymore and they wake up the next day after smoking a pack a day think they're never going to touch another cigarette you're not ready you're going to have to process this in so with donald that was his biggest problem america was not ready for such bluntness because they had never had it before well i think half of america was right i do, I, right. I do believe right. half of us were right. waiting well, for that and see this is my point because had donald kind of played low he would have won re-election but people that uh would not have had a problem voting for him didn't vote for him because they were kind of shooken up so i don't think biden by any stretch of the imagination came in and just kicked butt you know i think it was people biden didn't campaign right they were two people that were indecisive about you know this man is is talking to kim jong-un like you know he's some kid from down the street you know next thing i know we got a nuclear war i don't want that i think that what donald was was okay i just think the country wasn't ready for it as soon as it happened yeah i can agree with all of that except for everything jim said of course (laughs) yeah (laughs) is it because i'm white yeah pretty much (laughs) not the white card Oh shit! I wish I had it up here. I would show. I would show, uh, Big Mo, what you got me, man. No, I didn't put it in my wallet. Never prepared. This is one of the things that also I've learned to appreciate about the military. We don't have to agree. We don't have to, you know, break bread together. We don't. We don't have to anything, but. The one thing we have to do or should do is respect others' ideals or how they feel or their choices. And that's the one thing that I did learn in this military as well. Growing up in a dominantly black community, I saw things one way. So I was kind of culture shock, you know, going into basic and meeting all walks of life and then having to hear things I never thought I would have had to hear or deal with. And it gives you a different perspective. So sitting here talking to you about how you feel about Trump and voting for it doesn't bother me one way or the other. (laughs) Someone else, you know, may want to get into a big argument with you about it because of how they feel. So I think that's something that has kind of lost its luster about the military as well. I agree. agree. It's intriguing, too, because, you know, what you talked about, your perspective, your experience, and that's things people keep discounting. You know, they're discounting that I have an experience and I have a perspective. So just like I told you, I don't think Donald Trump was the president I wanted. Right. You know what I mean? If I could pick a president, he wouldn't have been the one. Right. But out of the two, and now if you count Biden... Um, there's no doubt in my mind he's the president that would have led us to a better place in this country. Okay. Now, I don't care, you know, but your perspective may be from a different angle where, you know, like you talk about world, uh, nuclear war with Kim Jong-un. Uh, Kim Jong-un is a, is a puppet from China. So Biden now has given China a full open door. So I wouldn't see that perspective. I would thought, you know, him stepping on Kim Jong-un is just limiting China's power. 
But like I said, that's, you know, my perspective. So I, I could appreciate your perspective. The end of the day to me, though, is very hard for me to swallow that you say 80 million people actually voted for Biden. Like, I would have thought Mike's Libertarian Party stood a chance for the first time ever. But they voted for Biden just to get rid of Trump. That scares me. That scares right. me more than Trump ever would have. Right. Now, here, here's the thing. And that's why I went to not ready. I want to stop smoking, but you can't just throw them away. You're going to have to go from a pack a day to five a day. So... <laughs> That's how the country viewed it, in my opinion. I want to to go libertarian, but I I just can't. I'm not ready. Smoking smoking is so much better (laughs) than libertarian. (laughs) It's all about personal pleasure. Yeah, that's it. it. So now I'm going to show with two angry black men. One because of the libertarian party, the other one because Bezos can deliver mail better than his company. And damn it, he went out to space. Remind well, me to take you off the Christmas card list, pal. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, that white powder I send you won't no. be dangerous. <laughs> Since you put it that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Mo. We'll wrap you up. We'll give you the opportunity. This is the part where we pull the pin. We let you pull the pin on something. I know you, you talked about a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but this could be anything. It could be, you know, something crazy outlandish, something down to you know, socks. I don't know. But uh, you got the last two minutes to pull the pin on something you just want to get rid of because it's useless and a waste of time in our society. So floor is yours. I don't believe in the term defunding the police. You say it. Because it's, it sounds horrible. But I do feel that policing needs a total revamping of the system uh it's the it's it's one of the jobs where there can be no bad apples so every time i hear someone say well there's always a bad this is one of the jobs that there can't be you never hear about pilots deciding to just drop a a a 747 or whatever they are now airbus with two three hundred people in it because they don't like a certain whatever. Um, so I feel the same way about police and that it needs to really revamp itself and understand, get back to understanding that it works for the people and for upholding enforcing laws and not kind of making their own laws. We all have jobs that we don't agree with things are you have a better way of doing them. But if you did, you'd be out of a job, except police. And they seem to have become Teflon as John Gotti was. Mm. And then my most, my most, my biggest problem with them is their arrogance to military men, especially when they're in uniform. I understand that you go out and you serve this city on a daily basis. But if I don't take care of this country, you won't have a city to serve. And I don't like how 
they tend to or lately treat a lot of military people i think they should give them the same thing that they want the public to give them and that's the honor and respect of what they're doing um so if i had anything that i would want to you know make the end all be all it would be policing because i think it's gotten out of control um and I have a I have a big problem with uh, let's say the Minneapolis situation with George Floyd, one family, who we all know wasn't that well off to do, now have twenty seven million dollars of taxpayer money, and can do whatever they want for the rest of their lives. Meanwhile, teachers aren't getting paid what they should. After school programs are being cut. You can't feed the homeless or uh, shelter the homeless in the winter because the city just gave somebody $27 million and all behind a cop who got paid the entire time he was going through trial, taxpayer money, because he just didn't want to let the situation go. And um, I, I have a serious problem with it. I think policing is something we really need to Policing in Congress, we need to uh, get back to what it's supposed to be. Mike, you should have told me. I should have asked this question earlier. Um, (laughs) But I agree with you, Mo, because we have to clean up policing. We have to fix it. And that's why Mike is no longer a cop, and neither am I. Um, But we're going to go ahead and end it here. I wanted wanted to say that was a good one. That was a good one, you dick. But I... But no, I wanted to say, I always tell people when they used to uh, ask me about why I get on the uh, policing and all of that, I say, because it's the same thing basically you just said, Big Mo, is that uh, that's a profession or that's a, a, a job, a career where when you make a mistake, it really affects someone else's life. It's kind of like a doctor doing surgery. If he, if he or she makes a mistake, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, doing surgery, mm-hmm. look at the impact you have on someone's life. Yes. So no, you can't just go with the hey one. Hey, you're always gonna have bad apples. Right. No, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. And like you, I don't agree with the defund the police. But I think they need to go inside their pension plan a little bit more when they you have to have these payouts they have to do. I, I agree. If the yeah. police unions are the police officers themselves knew they were they were gonna feel it just as much as like I said the city. A lot of things would stop. A lot right. of things would change. Yeah. It'd make them think twice. And I know what we say is like, you think twice, that could be your life. But uh, yeah, okay. But you know what you signed up for. Exactly. Soldiers do it all the time. And in all fairness, there's a reason pilots have co-pilots, because they've been caught sleeping and drunk. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and close this up. All right. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll be here forever. Um, Thanks, Big Mo, for joining us. I appreciate Uh, it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. here, man. Same here. And, thanks to all of you tuning in and learning about us and getting involved. If you are a veteran, just reach out to us. Go to the website, pullthepinready.com. Get involved. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin. 